Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Good afternoon. Welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today we have Mark Homer here with myself, Pete Lawton. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Pete. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming along. So um, Fire in the Belly, have you heard of that before or is it a new concept to you? It's a new concept to me. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know anything about it. So mm. yeah, far away. Yeah, sure. Well, I suppose far in the belly for me, it's something. It's a concept we came up with that um, everyone just has a, a passion or a belief and something that almost drives them to be who they are. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I just I have this sort of belief that yeah, we're all driven by something, um, and really it's down to that. It's you know what makes someone jump up and down and get excited about one thing is maybe different for somebody else. Um, so it's for you. I mean, if I said fire in the belly and, and a passion, what would that be for you? God, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, passion, fire in the belly. Um, you know, I love investment. I love okay. compounding. I love. Um, I love finding what really works. The reality, the truth of an investment, um, and um, you know, sort of uncovering all of that stuff. Okay. If you know what I mean. Um, you know, and, and for me, that takes a long, you know, I have to chip away at something and, and invest in it for a good period of time, uh, make it work, and then find out what, what the reality is. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how it works for me. So the truth of investment, that's sort of, it's an interesting language to use. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's just a lot of BS, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's just a, all over the shop, there's people you know saying things about investment who have a superficial understanding hmm. who don't necessarily invest in themselves maybe they're i don't know selling a fund or maybe they're selling property investments but they haven't invested in them themselves or not very done it done it for very long um you know there's a very high number of investments are rubbish mm-hmm. um you know they, they they might be you know out and out I don't know, very high risk, maybe car park scams or, you know, the sort of thing that um, we had sort of land banking before, didn't we? And then, uh, I don't know, flavor of the month has been these mini bonds where people are uh, lending money to companies and they're mm. just getting used for whatever. They've they've just been banned. It was bloody obvious what was going to happen with those over for a long period of time. So there's all this stuff which is constantly getting pumped. Sure. R- in more recent times, we've had Woodford. Uh, I've inv- invested in in that fund okay. uh, to some extent. Rob did, my stepfather did. Uh, we've lost money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it just comes back to you. You've got to invest in things you understand and control. Sure. You know? Is it the is it the return or is it the chase? If that makes sense. Probably both. I mean, you get the chase of the deal mm. and the chase of getting more return than someone else and knowing that you know more about how to make something work or, you know, you've managed to get more money out of a bank at a lower rate than someone else or you've managed to, I don't know, develop a building so it produces a higher yield and a higher capital value and um, not had to give them too much of the deal away to, I don't know, 
uh, private equity, you know, sort of other funders taking equity and, and things like that. that mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Um, but for me, it's, yeah, working out the mechanics and, and how it all sort of breaks down, you know. Okay. So as a child, what would we have seen? Is this sort of, obviously the persona we have today is something you've evolved and become really, is it? You know, yeah. As, as a young person, what we, we what would we have seen as... Um, I suppose my dad was just extremely tight and careful with money and just um, sort of, you know, really impressed upon me how important it was to invest and delay gratification and, you know, get the the rewards at the other end. Um, So I would have been filling up my piggy bank, Mm. not buying any clothes, um, not buying any doodads, you know, Reebok pumps were out. um, (laughs) You know, the latest sort of ghetto blaster would be out, Mm -hmm. uh, secondhand, you know, a lot of things. Um, you know, Martin Lewis is sort of money-saving expert. Um, I don't know if there was such a thing back in the day. That would have been my favourite thing to read. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Um, it was actually probably sort of built into you from day one then, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, my dad got me on that path uh, very early. I mean, he was tight beyond belief. I mean, it was just... We lived in Indonesia in the Far East, and... Um, he he would work for you know big companies, mm-hmm. BP or maybe the Asian Development Bank or UN, and he'd be building roads and things like that. And they would pay for the house, and they'd often pay my school fees. And some of the time, we'd be in a when we got to a new place, we'd be in a hotel for three months, and they pay for all the food and all the rest of it. And of course, my dad absolutely loved it because it just meant that he could get all his salary, get it all locked away in in a in a, a bank account. And he could invest it and. Um, you know never be seen again and that was his favorite (laughs) favorite sort of pastime um and of course when he came back to england and had to start uh living like everybody else he found it very very difficult and Mm. had to start paying tax as well which um you know that that really made him shudder because obviously he spent 30 years offshore and wasn't subject to income tax or anything else so what triggered that on him do you know or I don't really know because his brother wasn't like that. And I mean, he was sort of, you know, the Second World War started Mm. um, when he was a little boy. Um, uh, You know, maybe something happened there. I think rationing was probably going on. Okay. Um, So you would have thought that that might have been part of it. Mm. but um, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, he'd you know we'd get pulled over in the car. You know, you'd be you're a white man driving around Jakarta, and he, there's a a policeman standing in the middle, and you're immediately the target. Obviously, even if mm. you've barely done anything wrong, maybe you've not indicated at quite the right point when you've changed lanes. He'd have you over, and and of course, all he wants is used to be ten thousand rupee, which was about three pounds, okay. and that'd just be the standard. You know, give me ten thousand rupee, <laughs> and um, my dad would, my dad would just sit there, and he'd argue for an hour <laughs> not to pay mm. the three quid. Now, of course, it was completely counterproductive, yeah, and it'd be our Saturday morning, but. Uh, you know, well, we, we didn't have many of those, but that was how tight he was. Um, mm. So some of that obviously rubbed off on me. I'm, I'm not like that so much now, but I'm still careful and I don't like being frivolous. It, it makes me feel sick, you know. <clears throat> when you say that's okay, that's quite a strong emotion to say mm. you feel sick. Is it is it the the fear of loss or not having or yeah, what? Yeah, probably fear of loss, fear of going bankrupt, fear of not having okay. money and the ability just to live normally. Mm. Uh, yeah, that that's an inbuilt fear in inside me, sure. which is why I maybe one of the reasons I love accumulating and yeah. just getting as far away from that point as. As as I could, but then of course I get to that point. I get quite comfortable, and I think I'm not got my capital 
to work properly mm. um, and then I'll go and buy another building to produce the right returns for the capital sure. um, so that is a constant sort of I don't know if it's um, uh, you know it's a constant wave that goes on for me you know sure and that wave I mean what what is it? I mean, what what's your sort of core values that you're setting to all this? I mean, is it is it just the accumulation, or what is it you're squirreling for? Yeah, maybe, maybe safety and security, and um, of course, you know, d- d- developing you, you know a bigger sort of legacy and 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 this thing. There's a lot of you know enjoyment that you mm. get out of that that I get out of it, and sure. um, of course, you know, it allows me. Um, you know, it allows me to do this and it allows me to then sort of mentor others and help other people um, mm. with with a, a good amount of, um, you know, I, I don't feel like a charlatan. Okay. I've, got to, I've got to do a load of this stuff myself mm-hmm. to be able to show other people how to do it, you know? Okay. Um, so some of that has driven this as well. Um, how can I mentor others when I haven't done loads of it myself? You okay. Know? Yeah. So... Oh, and I'm, I've got to be very current. That's the point. So when I don't buy a building for a little while, I just think, shit, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> things are moving on or the banks are moving on or yeah. the equity's changing or, um, you know, the, the law, you know, all the, the tax changes and all the mm. legislation changes. Unless I'm buying and I'm doing it, I'm not current. So uh, there's a lot of that. And it, of course that comes from, you know, if I want to be a really good investor and be respected and, mm. you know, have other people, peers who do this sort of stuff mm. think yeah Mark Homer knows what he's doing and he's he's got you know a, a good amount of property and he's running it and he's he's doing it properly um, you know that makes me feel good whereas to be thought of as someone who doesn't do it doesn't do it at scale and doesn't do it well that, that, I don't like that you know mm. so how, I mean keeping on top of things I mean is that how does that yeah. play out for you very important so yeah. what keeping on top of uh, what aspect? Well, I, suppose, I mean, all when you come to, it, I suppose, one property knowledge, but also your own knowledge and yeah. capacity. I mean, I suppose yeah. challenging yourself being one, I suppose, as well. Yeah. So that's networking with the right people, being friends with the right people, um, constantly doing good sized mm. deals, okay. which means I can provide value to them, and also I'm learning from them. Um, you know, that's that's critical. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that, that's they're the main areas where I learn more about how to do this stuff. Mm. You know? How do you? I mean, on a sort of mentorship side, or even just in in terms of a, an exposure side. Yeah, who would you find, or, or you know, what do you look for in terms of a challenge for you? You know, um, so who? Yeah, who who would I sort of network with? And yeah, yeah well, example last week we had Alfie Best in, mm. um, and we did an inner circle mastermind with him which is mine and rob's sort of mentoring program i don't know we had about 15 mentees along for a sort of double christmas special alfie came along uh you know he he's originally a gypsy um he he's got like 75 park home sites he's got thirteen thousand residents Mm. the guy's been doing this for decades he's just about to float on the london stock exchange um, they valued his business, which he's grown from nothing at seven hundred million pounds. Um, you know, to me, people like that are inspiring. They know what they're doing. They're doing it. He showed me a load of. We had lunch. Mm. We he showed me a load of deals he was doing. He's he's buying and building in Barbados. Um, 
Um, he showed me the villas he's doing. He's, he's mates with the prime minister there. Um, you know, so obviously he gets to see the legislation, how it's changing, and you know how to make things work. He's he's getting planning consents. He's uh, you know, and 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 he's just bought another big site around Surrey. You know, he's it's acres and acres. I don't know, twenty five, thirty acres. He's going to turn it into a, another of these park home sites. Um, and I showed him some of my deals and I showed him mm. some of the retail we were buying. I showed him how we were converting and, you know, he was interested in that. And yeah. he gave me some ideas and he gave me um, contact for a, a liquidator he was using um, and, you know, how he's sort of getting some of the deals. Um, he's, he's doing a hotel at the moment. Um, you know, and I, I find all that fascinating mm. because he's actually doing it. He's in the middle of it. And, um, you know... He, He's on. He's in, he's in two of his sites every week, inspecting them. Yeah. Uh, he takes his Eurocopter EC one three five. I fly, uh, and he, he he takes that you know to two sites every week. Sure. Um, and he's on the ground. He's checking the you know the infrastructure and you know making sure that all the parks running correctly. And he's giving good service to all the residents. And you know the facilities are really good. And, um, and making sure the money's coming in and the cash flows are there and the all that stuff you you know surrounding yourself with people like that who are doing it another mm. mate would be Neville Wright and I've done you know podcasts with him I've done one with Neville uh, with Alfie as well yeah. Um, yeah Neville's around here he's got over 100 million pounds of the property you know he, he was telling us on here he's he's increased his net worth since 2011 by 48 million um, the guy has um, you know I, I know He's just bought a site next door to my house. I, I, he was on it, and then he came off it, and and then I realised that the other guy wasn't buying it, and it's it's not for me because it's sort of new build. But I know it's what never wants, so I got him back on it. He just bought it, and he's going to build a load of new builds on there. He's doing another site in the village I live in. Um, he's doing warehousing all over Peterborough. Um, you know, a lot of investment type stuff. Um, so, you know, people like that for me. Um, they're doing it, you know, mm. and I find that inspiring. And, you know, I like hanging out with people like that who are extremely current and doing stuff at scale um, and not talking about it, just getting on with it, you know. Sure. So it's, it is the doing part as opposed to the… It is for me, yeah. 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 Because yeah. Yeah. You, you appear to be very logically minded. So yeah, well, I, you know, I think you have to be with mm. this stuff. Um, I think investment is… Mm. largely based around logic mm. okay there's you know there's people in there as well and i've had to learn those skills okay more you know put a filter on uh, <laughs> Gemma accused me on saturday of not having a filter um and uh, you know i think it's important but mm. you know i was dealing with a bank this morning um just just going into a facility for about you know it's it's over 10 million pounds mm. um so there's a lot of numbers in there there's a lot of percentages there's a lot of stuff that the bank can do when things go wrong um, you know that is all logic based and I've got a solicitor there reading out all the stuff that can go wrong putting it on an email you know and um, you know that's not an art is it that's a mm. you, you've got to go through and you, yeah you've got to make some value and some judgment calls on you know is this likely to go wrong or what's the bank likely to do yes it looks terrible but it isn't quite so you're sort of losing your logic every day and we just you know builders you know mm. the, how much are they charging um lads late payments you know we were just having a discussion about that this mm. morning you know and you, you 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 know there's a bit of let's just say 
on both sides people can get aerated and there's a lot of money involved (laughs) so often i try and break it down i try and just put it on a spreadsheet i was like what are we arguing about and what Mm. is the risk of it happening you know and can we meet in the middle or can i find a way of just accepting it or changing something else so that you know it's not bad for everyone sure you get what i mean yeah I suppose, uh, I mean, on on that side, you know, when, you, when you're seeing those sides of developments and what's going on, mm. you know, d- do you find yourself, do you have to step back or and do you need a an outside person almost to do that or do you go to gut feeling? Yeah, or, or? I mean, sometimes, uh, to be honest, I feel ver- can feel very alone with our property business because, sure. um, you know, I... Rob Rob will deal with the training business and marketing and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't get that involved with our property business. Sure. Um, and I have um, I have a lady that I work with, an, an assistant. She's very good. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I have, with some of the bigger developments, I find it quite lonely. So mm-hmm. I've taken a project manager on. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of, um, whilst it's a little bit different because it's not, necessarily his project or his money Mm. he's on my side uh, and i can talk things through with someone and someone with even more experience putting contracts together and and dealing with a lot of this stuff and dealing with you know banks and all that sort of thing so yeah i do normally find somebody like that also have a friend that i just meet on a friday afternoon uh, and he he builds stuff around here Mm -hmm. uh builds new builds not not huge sites he he just does a handful of time but we sort of think in a similar way and we call it we call it our sort of planning and property uh (laughs) uh, surgery and i have a glass of rose on a friday afternoon we go in this little bar and we just sort of uh, complain about all the things that have gone wrong all week and um, (laughs) just look at each other and and, uh, sort of say well maybe try this maybe try that and he he has a load of hassle and issues and stuff that needs fixing as well as i do and um so that's pretty good uh, i tell my wife sometimes but uh, you know she's she's not really her world you know um do you, she, do you need to it. hear your own thoughts back i mean is it, is it yeah is it there is a or? bit of that yeah yeah and uh, yeah someone to break it down and mm. you know because you can get quite shouty and angry i can you know and <laughs> and it just rolls around my head and then if it gets too much it goes mm. stays in there and then I don't sleep and then that compounds the issue so i've got to get it out and deal with it you know yeah and you interesting you obviously your, your father was the, the money side i mean what role did your mother play i mean in this what's her attitude well she'd say she was equally the money side okay but, you know i <laughs> i totally probably was him yeah. um yeah my mum my mum was obviously you know if it was all down to my dad you know i'd be a very uncaring um probably pretty calculating um you know potentially difficult person so my mum you know was very caring with me and actually was probably the one that brought me up most of the time Mm -hmm. um you know and and gave me you know my better values if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um you know and i know when i'm in a deal or i'm not it it doesn't feel fair or you know i'm uh, if i'm if i'm being unfair with someone else or I'm doing something wrong. I feel mm. pretty bad about that. I know that came from my mum because she just she she obviously instilled that in me from very early on. So I'm grateful sure. for that. I've realised that it's taken ten years to sort of understand and accept why I feel bad about doing certain things. But it it, it must be because uh, I'm doing wrong, or I feel wrong, or my gut feeling is that you know I'm not treating the other person in the right way. Do you see what I mean? So mm. I've, I've learned to sort of fix that and and take it as an indicator mm. um yeah so she she helped me with a lot of that um that's quite ironic because yeah. I mean, that's that's very opposite to logic when you go and yeah. gut, gut feel and and 
Yeah, but what gut feeling is the distillation of all the things that you've learned over the years. Sure. So people sort of go, oh, well, you know, he just goes on his gut feeling. But that gut feeling is, you know, it's all of those experiences and all of that stuff that you've done. Hmm. It's all crystallized into a feeling that you immediately get and you think, I've been here before, I know all about this. This is all a load of bollocks or (laughs) it's good, you know. Um, so actually, there's probably a lot more science to gut feeling than people sure. would, would suggest. Yeah. But do you? I mean, how how do you then get out of your way at certain times as well? That yeah. You know, because you might say, "Well, I've seen this before," and actually, well, mm. it, it may either be a different flavor or it might yeah. be completely different. To be honest, and I can be very guilty of that. Um, mm. Rob's good like that. So okay. at the moment, we're trying to do a couple of deals with our training business mm. uh, with some other business partners and. Um, I every time I see something in a contract with something like that or you know I will see the negative side of it and just okay. oh, you know and often internally <laughs> I'll be like why are we even bothering you know yeah. um he will see the good side often okay. and you know that that could be and he might he might be like that more like that about property do you see what I mean than sure. me whereas I'll probably see more of the good side because I see all sides because I'm dealing with it all day hmm. um so I often sound off with Rob and he turns me around a bit and says yeah well they're the bad bits but often you know and if i'm about to buy a big building you'll sort of go you're just thinking yeah that might be the case but in 10 20 years time you'll look back at that building (laughs) and you'll go shit glad we kept it yeah you know we're still taking the income um so yeah he can be very good like that Mm. yeah i mean i suppose having that opposite position Mm. Is it an opposite position? Would you would you go as far as that, or, or is it a, just a different position? It's a different perspective. Different perspective Rob yeah. uses a different side of his brain. He's way more creative than mm. me. Yeah, mm. um, it's just a different. He's he's built differently, sure. um, which is really important. Mm. You know, to have someone with similar vision, similar sort of values, you want to get to the same place. Yeah, but um, you're good at different things, and you're uh, you, you you just think in a different way. There's a lot of benefit in that. Yeah. Do you know where you're going? Yeah, well, I don't have a specific number or anything like that. I stopped that years ago, but I know I just want to keep building this property investment machine. I want to keep building our portfolio, and we want to keep building our training business. Hmm. We have sort of specific numbers around that with our training business. So, yeah, in in that sense. But, yeah, to go, oh, we'll be making this much by this date. No, we don't do that anymore. Hmm. Um, What's involved that, if you don't mind me asking? Um business changes opportunities change you know i don't think we need to do that because we know where we're going mm. you know we know we want to keep growing it we know um we, you know opportunities come along businesses come up for sale other businesses go into liquidation mm. changes the plan you know um we started budgeting um and 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 <laughs> you uh, make it sound like that's quite novel <laughs> yeah well in our training business it was quite difficult mm. um I and mean, we've had monthly management accounts for many years but um, in terms of doing sort of fixed budgets for mm. each department and everything, uh, you know, we it's taken us a while to get to this point. But, um, yeah, our financial statements are, are good enough to do that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, these things evolve. Um, obviously, with our property business, it, it's a bit different. You, you, you sort of have a certain amount of cash and go into each deal and mm. the bank comes in and then you refinance and, you know, you rent the thing out, you know. So what's your what's your guilty pleasure in all this? I mean, is it is it is it the deal or is it the the Friday afternoon or is it the helicopter or what 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 do you sort of or is it a mixture of everything? Yeah, I suppose it's a mixture of everything. Mm. Um, guilty pleasure. Um, 
I'm probably less bothered about the cars now. I love going. I love traveling. I love mm. going away. Um, you know, we. I'm well into sort of, you know, flying. You know, in business or first class and using Avios at six hundred pounds a seat. <laughs> I love doing that, yeah. and I love staying in really cool hotels mm. or apartments and sort of getting an amazing deal on all that. That excites me a lot. <laughs> um, so sort of low cost high life. It's that that sort of yeah, yeah. that whole thing. You know, we live in a really nice house. Gemma and I we refurbed it and. You know what? For me, that you know, sort of adding value through the refurb process and all that—that yeah. that, that, that feels great. You know, it feels like it's not really costing in the sure. same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, from from your own passions, then, or for your own fire in your belly, yeah. what, what stuff don't you do? You just it just doesn't. Well, do I'm at I'm all. terrible at interior design. I'm terrible <laughs> at um, making things look good. Um, I don't really buy clothes. Gemma does that. I'm not a creative. You mm. know, um, I don't. It's on left brain, right brain. I can't yeah, probably. Which is it, wrong. I think it is that. Yeah. I'm very predominantly. Mm. I can't remember if it's left or right, but yeah. the psychologists who are listening to this will know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I find it hard to sort of pull things out of my brain sometimes. But sure. when it's sort of logical numbers or, you know, um, non-creative stuff, I find mm. it a lot easier. Yeah. What is that? I mean, that process of pulling it out of your brain? I mean, is it a, is it a, a long walk? Is it a shout at the wall? Well, often it's it? questions like this. I mean, mm. I can do things like this. I can... You know, we do um, we've got like a progressive property TV channel now yeah. where we're releasing um, sort of episodes on that about various different topics. And I get asked questions and talk about current affairs. And that's mm. easy for me because yeah. I'm very interested. You know, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll absorb, you know, the sort of weekend papers and, mm. you know, I'll, I'll watch all the political debate and then understand how it relates to property and you know all the legislation around that and so that that's one of my interests you know my passion so um i find that very interesting mm. um, whereas if i'm sort of told to go and write an essay or go and write a big piece i did a piece on i don't know labor uh, a couple of weeks ago and that that was encouraged by our marketing department uh, it took me something like four or five hours to write it mm. because i just find it hard to dig it out I don't really know why um, but yeah, if I was walking along and someone was taking notes, mm. you know, yeah, of course that would be a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, such a, I find this year I've just seen of for myself diagnosed with uh, dyslexia and ADD, okay. ADHD. I think I might have ADHD. It's never been diagnosed, but I can't concentrate for long. Well, the yeah. interesting, and this is what they were saying, is change of perspective. So if someone says write an email or write a, mm. you know, write, write something down. I mean, the, the process is elongated and, and punctuated with yeah. coffee breaks and phone calls. Yeah, I, um, I, I will put things off like that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you go, right, well, come speak to me, and ideally either face-to-face -face or a, a video call, yeah. you will get my attention. Yeah. And it will stay at, you know, because it's, it's, as someone's described to me, it was, you know, the hand moves at a different speed to the brain mm. so it, it's just not a comfortable process whereas you video call it or you interview it and then just transcribe it and there you go maybe, maybe yeah maybe i should do more of that it was, it was, it was an interesting take on it you know but mm. um so freddie obviously is freddie's eight months old wow um yeah Start, we, starting to get interactive then yeah yeah we took him to church yesterday oh, and wow. um you know when it, you can imagine he's all right halfway through and then yeah. it just starts <laughs> <laughs> just shouting um 
but yeah, he's a, he's a lot of fun. He he he, he likes kicking off, and mm. and then sort of the rest of the time, if you keep him entertained, he's <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, uh, looking all over the place, but he can't stop. You know, his attention is on everything. Mm. Um, his legs are kicking away the whole time. Uh, he can't crawl yet, but you can see he's trying like hell when you put him on his stomach. <laughs> he thinks he's swimming. It's like he's doing breaststroke. Um, <laughs> when the tires or the rubber hits the road, you're in yeah. trouble. Yes. You know, it'd be off like yeah. a hairy bear up the road. That's what it, yeah. I, I, he's obviously getting to that age where he's going to be mobile shortly, so yeah. life's going to change, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how do you see Leo? I mean, I suppose moving almost on to legacy and stuff like that. I mean, how, how do you see that evolving for, well, even through your own life, I suppose, yeah. first of all, you know? And Well, obviously, I'd love to get Freddie into all this stuff. Mm. Uh, and I'd love to get him into development and investment and, you know, property property development and investment. Yeah. That, that's what I, you know, but it's got to come from him and it's got to be what he wants to do. Um, so... You know, the one thing I won't be doing is guaranteeing that he's going to inherit a load of asset and money mm. um, because I think that's the worst thing that, you know, could happen to him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he, if, if, if you know, it, it may be that he's not going to get control of, of any of this stuff. Mm. Um, mm. You know, it, it, we'll have to see how that, yeah. how that runs, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I absolutely think that... Um, you know, he we, we're going to put him into a really good prep school. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be a day boy, um, and I'm going to try and encourage him. You know, to to do this. I've been doing a load of swimming lessons with him. Going to get him into rugby, and um, I think I think he'll love it all. But yeah, we'll have to see. He seems. I think he's like me. I think he is. Um, he seems to like a lot of the stuff I like, and you know, food and. Just genetic stuff, his facial expressions and the way he scowls and Gemma just looks at him and just goes, Oh, he just does what you do and, and Oh, he doesn't he doesn't want um his covers on him or he doesn't want his socks on him and I just go, Well yeah, it's been the whole of my life I've been like that, trying yeah. to you know, I want to feel free, you know. It, so I, I, I just I, obviously I want him to be a chip off the old block, um, we'll have to see, but it does feel like he he's a, he's exhibiting quite a few yeah. uh traits already. Mm. Yeah. How have you found that sort of that modification into? I know for myself, it was you know for the first six months. It's well for me, I, yeah. It was yeah. I, I didn't sort of I didn't get the, the telegraph no. to begin with, and then when they started to be interactive, yeah. Oh yeah, I agree with you. That first six months, and you know, you 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 think you should be doing certain things mm. because others expect you to, and actually, all he did was sort of well and eat and <laughs> shit basically. And I agree with you. Yeah, yeah it. it He's getting a lot better now, and mm. I can do stuff with him. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to find it the best when I can have a conversation with him and reason with yeah. him. Um, we make noises, and <laughs> blah, 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 and he yeah. does it back, and yeah. <laughs> he loves doing that. He loves just... <laughs> um, but Someone say that's an intelligent conversation, really. Yeah. <laughs> you can see he's trying to communicate. Mm. Um, he just doesn't know the words yet. Um, so... Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying because obviously yeah. I've never had kids before, so I didn't really know what to do. And it, you know, it was a lot of pressure for my wife. You could just see, yeah. you know, because it's intense. It's all day, and he's just he's just going for it all day. And gets the end of the day, and you can just see she's she's a complete belly full of it. You know, yeah. also have a, have a newfound respect for single mothers, any yeah. mothers really. You know, I must say because. Well, we've now one-year-old twins and a three-year-old, so it's... Oh God, I bet they're going for it constantly. <laughs> it's just, yeah. well, the three girls and the twins now sort of want to scratch each other's eyes out yeah. because they're over, yeah. over a single toy. Yeah. 
you know. And yeah, he hasn't started with that, but you know, the dog's relatively interesting. He'll just grab grab a fur, pull it, <laughs> grab my wife's hair, mm. pull it, any earrings, necklaces, my watch. Just he's within seconds, his hands on it, and he's trying to get it off. You yeah, know? Um, anything shiny. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm not even sure we're having any more. I don't know. The jury's mm. out. Um, so he may he may be an only child yeah. like I was. Yeah. What I mean, what for you is the the sort of key traits that you from your childhood you would take forward? Um. Well, you know, I, I think you know hard work. I think he's he's got to be self sufficient. Mm-hmm. He can't be reliant on me or anybody else. Okay. Therefore, the 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 dream that he's going to inherit a load of money um, mm. needs to be, you know, not a reality for him. Well, how do you see self-sufficiency then? I mean, is that a job or is that something else? Or um, Yeah, I think that's initially working for somebody else. Mm. Uh, and I think that's going out in the world of work and learning the realities of it mm-hmm. without a silver spoon, without his father helping him. Yeah, um, Yeah. okay, then at the first opportunity, you know, I, I want him to come in t- to our, my business, yeah. um, you know, uh, of course, in in the longer term, but I would, uh, uh, he's absolutely got to go and work somewhere else for a bit, mm. I think. Um, and um, so I think, I think all, all that is the bedrock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got to be fair and, you know, right with people. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't care for bullshit. I, I want, you know, I want, reality and i want him to be you know honest with himself about what he's doing what he's making Mm. Uh, you know there's just a hell of a lot of chit chat and hot air spouted Mm -hmm. um all over the place um and i just don't want him to be one of those people you know yeah Uh, i want him to be sort of viewed as somebody who really knows what he's doing who you know when he says he's doing something he does it you know yeah it's um and and for you i mean through secondary school and all that, I mean, were you studious or, or what, what, you know? What? No, I wasn't. And and I, I, you know, I didn't work hard enough at school. And okay. that's one of the reasons I've gone into being an entrepreneur okay. because my grades were not as good as ever, you know, I, I they should have been or I wanted because I, I didn't apply myself properly. Um, and I want to get him into that habit early doors right from prep school, yeah. you know, if if we can get him sort of working away, and if if we can get him sort of you know on the road with the the academic side, yeah, really good network, really good people around him, uh, yeah, good grades. They don't have to be amazing, but then if I can mate that to going into business mm. and entrepreneurship, surely he's unstoppable if he's got both. Mm. Um, you know, I I certainly appreciate my dad sent me to boarding school, and I appreciate the people I met there and the network I, I got and my outlook and. You know, I, I realised I got to go into business. I probably wouldn't have had that if I hadn't gone there. Yeah. You know? So, I think that's the the biggest thing. But do you do you ever get down to the whole point? You know, there's a generation there that almost overcompensates. So, more or less saying, I didn't have this, so I'll make sure my well, child it's just has that. Rubbish, isn't it? I mean, I. Yeah. You know, it, we've all got issues. We've all got. Um, you know, stuff that holds us back, you know, maybe we didn't go to the right school or we didn't mm. have enough money from the beginning. I didn't. I had to go and sort of make it. I had to go and start mm. it, you know, and, and I just think that um, belief just inhibits you, holds you back. Yeah. Uh, and if you buy into all of that, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Um, whereas I think if you don't accept that and you believe you can, mm. you believe, you know, it doesn't matter where you, you've come from, you can develop yourself uh, if 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 you apply yourself and mm-hmm. you 
you know, you, you take baby steps, but cons- consistent action to develop yourself into, you know, being a better entrepreneur and a business person and, you know, or, or being really successful in your professional field or, or work or whatever, you, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you just need a, I haven't got a major IQ or anything like that. I've, I've got a very average IQ. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, okay, you know, I went to a good school, but I didn't have money. And my dad worked overseas he wasn't in business he didn't encourage me to go into business he used to worry about mortgages um so i had to sort of break out of that i was sort of lucky enough to be surrounded with other people's parents who had good businesses that helped me a lot okay um so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to surround freddie with the right people Mm, i mm. think that is the most important thing out of anything and keep him away from the bad ones (laughs) oh yeah i'm going to engineer it Um, you know if there's kids that are just messing around or being delinquent or bullying others or Mm. you know i mean look i did a bit of drinking when i was younger and smoking and things like that they've all got to do a bit of that but you know the the real dossers i just want him away from them Mm. um so yeah i clearly all of this stuff is nicely said uh, and maybe easier said than done but Mm. if there's anything i can do to engineer it i shall be doing so yeah yeah well that makes sense i mean it's you know, trying to obviously shape your future as well, you know, and, and you know, what what that means to you. So, yeah. You know, I suppose for me, it's, it's the question is, you know, does everyone have the capacity? And is it is it down to either execution or want? Or is it just that actually some people are naturally talented mm. uh, and just the opportunity and, and where they are just happens to be the right thing? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's really down to it. Does everyone have a fire in the belly or a passion or a belief that actually they... You know they aspire to be the most yeah and and some don't do they and who knows he may not i mm. don't know mm. um obviously i'm going to do everything in my power to encourage that in him mm. i think not giving them too much too early and i'm gonna to have to work on this with my wife mm. um I, I i just don't want him to be spoiled with a load of stuff because i think that'll be the, the that'll ruin him and mm. You know, she says she's on board with this, and yeah. she wasn't given loads when she was young. Mm. Um, and and hopefully, we we can both sort of bring ourselves to to be like that. Yeah, give him loads with education, yeah. and give, get him in the right circles. Um, but you know, I, I don't want him to have the latest trainers. I don't want him. You know, when he's seventeen, I want him in a safe car, but it's mm. got to be a D-rated eight hundred CC something because he's going to crash it initially. No <laughs> motorbikes here or banned. Yeah. Um, I don't want him in a helicopter because I just think you know you've got to be so careful and uh, you know if he breaks rules as i would have done at his age he Mm. could be dead and i'll never forgive myself um so yeah i i I just want to sort of hold those luxuries back and and hopefully encourage him to Mm. want them enough um you know which then encourages him to go and earn them and work for them and get them i help Mm. him with a deposit with a house but then he's got to go and refurb it and get tenants in yeah that's what i want to do you know yeah I mean, politically then, how do you see almost the next generation being treated now? I mean, do you, I mean, are we anyway heading the right ways? Because, well, I don't know. You hear all this stuff about snowflakes. You hear all this about, you know, the young want it all on a plate or they blame mm. the previous generation or they vote for Jeremy Corbyn because he thinks he's going to give it to them. And I don't know, maybe that's the case. But I, if I'm really honest, I don't hang around with a load of, you know, 10, 15, 20 year olds. So, Unless I could compare them side by side with 15, 20 year olds of my generation, of course, my understanding of my peers back then, it, it will have shifted over the years and I've, mm. I'll have forgotten what they're like. 
I, I'm not sure this generation is necessarily any worse than previous generations. Because, yeah. you know, our generation and the older generations than us would always say, oh, well, it was all right. You know, in our <laughs> day, we had to work and we didn't, you know, and all yeah. I got for Christmas was an orange and a piece of coal. And I was grateful. And I just got on with it. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, <laughs> so I don't necessarily subscribe to it all. Because yeah. I, think, I think the older generations do bullshit about... Mm how it was it's rose tinted I mean? glasses too really, it rose tinted glasses exactly yeah. it's a bit like Brexit isn't it, it yeah. oh, I shouldn't get on to that but you, <laughs> you know people a lot of them do remember how it was and, oh we can go about there and all this yeah. sort of thing including my some of my family but I, I'm not sure their view of the past is I think they've got rose tinted glasses on mm. yeah well as a I mean looking back at a younger version of yourself I mean what would you be saying or what's is there any guidance you would give yourself or God, um, of course, I'd say to my work, myself, work harder at school. But, you know, my dad told me that, all my teachers told me that. And so did my mum, and I still just ignored them. So yeah. um, probably <laughs> for me, it would have been get started in business earlier yeah. and, and, and just work. You know, I my dad was really hard on me, and he stopped the money, cut the money. Uh, mm. But my mum was pretty soft, so, which was good in a way. But they split up, mm. and I'd say... You know, I didn't get my first job until I was 17 or 18 because my mum let me get away with it. Well, that was absolute nonsense. You know, okay. she should have forced me mm. um, to get on and do something at maybe, I don't know, 15, 16. Would you have listened? Um, well, it's not about listening, is it? It's about money. Mm. Um, it's about it's about c- cutting the supply lines. So, you know, if you haven't got any money mm. to, to go out on a Saturday night or to buy the trainers which your parents won't buy you or... I don't know what they want these days, then it's needs must, isn't it? Yeah. And eventually you, you, you know, you push yourself enough, you develop yourself enough to get that money so that you sort of, fi- you know, you fix that part of you, don't you? So yeah. it's not, um, you know, words are so, only so effective, aren't they, up to a point? And then yeah. you, you just got to say, no, no, enough. And then, yeah, I think, I think it's about just, just, just cutting the money, you know? So, looking back at yourself, less money would have possibly triggered. Yeah, the, probably. You know? I mean, my dad, my dad was good like that, but obviously, mm. my mum, she was a lot kinder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in between them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, money for things that are, are important. You mm. know, school books and you know all your stuff for school and school fees and whatever else yeah fine you come on the family holidays and all that but mm. you know any luxuries you can earn them yourself i think from a certain age definitely you know my wife had to pay rent over mm. a certain age her mum made her do it i, I you know, i'm pretty impressed by all that yeah um hopefully um she's going to support me with with, with freddie with this mm. you know We'll see. She says she is. Uh, and of course, I say I'm going to do this, but I may end up as this sort of weeping, um, um, I don't know, uh, you know, jelly-like, you, you know, feeling sorry for my son and just give in, you know, because I did give in with her, to be honest. Um, you know, I bought a ridiculous pair of trainers for Christmas, mm. which is completely against my better judgment, but I just like bother with all this i've got too yeah. much going on at work you know <laughs> um, you know life gets in the way doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah well i suppose it is trying to get that sort of compromise between it because not everyone thinks the way you think no you know it's trying to understand that somebody else's passion for material things yeah it's just different but it's it a, is yeah it's a, it's a value statement it is i mean i was talking to alfie best was talking about this last week mm. and um 
his son's got two park home sites now um, and he's, you know, making money out of them. Mm. And, you know, I think his son's doing well, um, you know, but he's definitely, he says, oh, I have been a bit soft on him and I wish I'd done X, Y, and Z, whatever. Um, but clearly he's not just made it completely easy for him and put him mm. on the gravy train. He's having to do this stuff and, and make his own money, you know? Yeah. And if I look at my friends, you know, their dads, the ones that have done them the, the, the most service and, and been, you know, the best fathers, I think, have, have, have got them into business early mm. doors and they're having to earn their own money, you know? Do you see yourself staying on this, you know, property path, training path, etc.? Do you, do you see any deviations? No, or I think we'll, we'll carry on with this. Yeah. yeah. I think you, you're often best doing what you know yeah. uh, and trying to develop what you know into something better and grow it. Uh, Rob and I have been on this sort of organic growth journey yeah. since 2006. We've been running this these businesses. Um, I don't, you know, they're good businesses. They're, yeah, they have challenges and sure. issues. And you know, one of our competitors has just gone into administration. There's some, you know, opportunities there for us. Um, but no, I think they're good businesses. You know, the government come along with legislation and you know regulation, whatever, and often that provides opportunities for us yeah it's a good thing uh because then we get to teach people the yeah. new way to do it all you know do you see that as keeping you fresh or you know is there a risk of yeah. stagnation or of is course it... i mean i used to think you know you you set up a business and if it's right you just keep it rolling for decades <laughs> all the rest of it if you do that you die and mm. you wither and so you've got to keep it fresh you've got to develop it you've got yeah. to know what the new stuff is what the customers want you've got to be servicing your customers with all the stuff they want mm. I had the pleasure of sitting in with the Q&A with uh, Grant Cardone and yourself back in oh, yeah. June, July time. Yeah. And the the uh, diametric or the, the, the opposing views was quite... Yeah, it was sort of different. Yeah. 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 But I must admit, I was I was quite taken by your your contentment, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, you know, Grant's obviously very much, you know, build it big and build it even bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously it's, it's sort of the big statements. You know, and I'm just, um, yeah, I was just interested how calm you were. And, and I would almost say not, you know, some people would sort of almost be, be swayed by it, but you very much mm. seem to stick to that. I mean, did you take anything away from that or was it? What, stick, stick to what I thought or just yeah, sort of yeah, you're, 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 you seem strong to your own values. and, and Yeah, well, <clears> I mean, I think with, with stuff like that, you know, different people have different views. He's mm. obviously developed this big, uh, you know, he's got a big fund. He's got a load of condos in it and you know he's obviously doing things like that on a big scale so um you know he's got value to give Mm. um and he's got a lot to sort of bring with it um you know uh, 20 years ago i'd Mm. probably be in awe of somebody like that and gone oh you know it's all amazing so i'll just write down everything he says and do that um you know i'd probably have i don't know let's say five reasonably close mates with that and more wealth and more business sort of um i don't know it will equal yeah. business experience and then you know maybe another 15 20 that i've met and have a sort of uh, you know you know slightly less association with do you see what mm. i mean so mm. what i do with all of those guys i sort of take from them the bit that i think is relevant to me my sure. life but i don't take it all as gospel because mm what's right for them isn't necessarily what's right for me and my business and my knowledge and my understanding in this market. Yeah. Um, and I, I can accept that we're different now and I can mm. accept, 
you know, I used to think, oh, this is wrong or this is right. And mm. there's, n- but I, I don't think quite, I mean, there are some complete numpties, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and I just sit there quietly and just yeah. think, no, that's all wrong. Um, but yeah, I probably wouldn't vocalize it as much these days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you find, I mean, I suppose the, the, the common thing, the likes of the super genius and the Ryan Pinnock side, you know, and I'm yeah. That ego-driven side, do you, do you find yourself in not at all? Are, are you ego-driven or not? Or? Well, to a certain extent, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course. I, you know, I'll, I love doing a big development mm. and, and sort of showing everybody that it's the biggest thing, you know. And, and you know, I at the moment, Rob and I are on a path. And, you know, if we once we get – I have – subject to you know sort of getting a few things done the all the buildings that we are developing currently once mm. they're finished um i of course i haven't got a list of all the private landlords in peterborough but i, I do not know one that will have more residential mm. i don't think there'll be any larger residential landlords in peterborough yeah um you know and and you know for me that that of course that gives me a satisfaction yeah. you know that i and you know if i can develop the biggest PRS scheme in Peterborough mm-hmm. um, and one of the biggest residential blocks if not it could be the biggest residential block you know stuff like that yeah mate because I just think mm. yeah they're they're sort of milestones for me and you know what I've done and mm. so yeah there must be ego in that of course sure um, yeah but it, it, it would appear like a very safe ego Do you know it's not a yeah. it's not it's not a uh, a shouty ego as such no well I want it to be real and yeah. proven and, and mm. something that's, that's that I've done do you know mm. what I mean rather than um, yeah what car you've got what you know yeah okay I like buying watches and I do it for investment I only buy the stuff that goes up in value so yeah. that's my sort of primary value there um, yeah I enjoy doing stuff like that but I don't know the I, I don't really I, I'm not so keen on the I don't know the, the, the showiness, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, celebrity and all—I I don't know. It's not—it's not really me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, for that, I mean, going forward, where where do you see yourself evolving? Is it is it more the same, or is it, it you know is it more of a business pleasure mix? Or well, yeah, I'd like a bit more p- business pleasure mix, and yeah. maybe look after myself a little bit more, so that mm. um, I put less in and. You know, then I get less stressed, and you know that manages my sleep better, yeah. which is what. Out of all the things, you know, I'm I'm fit, healthy, and I'm my my body's great. But the one thing that I have to manage is is not taking too much on, okay. therefore creating stress and not sleeping. That's right. that's the one thing I, uh, I I haven't cracked. Yeah, uh, and I need to manage that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just sleep would be your your nemesis as such. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing, and usually an eight month old will soon knock that idea. No, no. He, <laughs> do you know what? He sleeps better than both of what us. Does he? Okay. Yeah, it, I had um my one of my friends who he has a very successful poultry business. He's turning over north of a hundred million now, wow. and he he supplies my age. I've known him, you know, I've known him since I was eighteen. He didn't have a lot. He had similar amount to me hmm. when we're. Um, and he's just bought a sort of 11, 12 million pound house in, in, in the West Country. You know, he's, he's yeah. doing really well. Um, and he said to me, he said that what you want to do when you have your first child, you must get a night nanny. Um, and of course, I immediately I was just like, oh, well, that just sounds like a load of money. And yeah. blah, blah. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Trust me, you get this, you get this mm. lady, she will routine him. Mm. She will teach your wife 
what to do um, <laughs> if she hasn't had any before. Yeah. Um, and um, you, you guys will sleep. And that's what we did for the first few months. And this woman has been doing this for 30 years. Mm. And every little chirp and thing that Freddie does, she just looks at him and goes, that's this, that's that, he needs this. And... I mean, Gemma just thinks she's like a complete angel because she's because yeah. Gemma lost a mum. So this lady has taught Gemma how to look after a baby. Wow. Um, and basically, she got him into a routine. He sleeps every night. Mm. Uh, he went down last night at 7.30, o'clock, and then he woke up this morning and I heard him at about 7.30. And you'll hear a few murmurs in the night. And I reckon it's been like that for... Well, ever since we got back from holiday. Mm. And, and we went on holiday and he, he has to have some sleeps in the yeah. day and of course, but he sleeps all night. And, yeah. and it's all what this lady and Gemma have done to routine him. So yeah, he sleeps better than me. I, I need this woman doing that to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is it mainly is the, is the stress side that keeps you awake, would you say? Uh, or well, maybe it's it? things rolling around my head mm. and the mind being too active or yeah, if I've got issues, maybe they come in my head as well. Um, so it's a mixture of all that. I know it must be that because when we went on holiday, after, I don't know, four or five days, I was sleeping really well. And I came back, I was sleeping. So it must be that. It must mm. be. Yeah. But mind you, every now and again, I just go through bad patches where I've got no issue and I'm, I've not really got loads on. I just can't bloody sleep, you know. Do you get a lot of inner chat? I mean... There is a bit of that. Um, yeah. But... Um, I, sometimes I take melatonin that mm -hmm. helps so maybe I have a deficiency I don't when you're in America. enough of that yeah. I think it only, only got in America I believe is that right because yeah. I bought it in London from the you see I've heard varying stories okay. I bought it in London from mm. this little um, place on Harley Street just around the corner it was mm. a dentist and they just sold it to me over the counter okay. so yeah and I've read that online you can't yeah. necessarily get it so I'm I'm wondering where the next lot comes from yeah mm. I mm. bought two Two little sort of couple of drops into the <laughs> into like, the bottle. Oh, you, it bloody yeah. works! Gets me off to sleep. I think mate, you have a gland in your head. Is it perineal yes. or something? I just maybe I don't produce enough of that stuff, mm. which gets you off to sleep. It's a hormone, yeah. I think. Yeah. So what what really floats your boat? What gets you going? You know, something that you sort of enjoy. Well, getting summer to. I love charting routes and flying the helicopter. Uh, I'm going skiing in January. Mm. End of January. I love skiing. Um, I love. I love driving hard, mm. you know what I mean, really driving, you know, fast stuff. Um, you know, we... Any expeditions a, planned around well, that? Well, uh, I did one to Spain last mm -hmm. last um, sort of spring. Oh, God, I mean, that was like... Phew, these guys are absolutely <laughs> berserk. I mean, they, it, was, it, was, it must have been five or six hours every day just driving like absolute lunatics through these mountains mm. in Spain. Um which it tires you out. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but it did all feel like, I don't know, I, I just thought, we got back at the end of every night and I just looked at my pal who was in the car and I was like, fucking hell, we, we're both in one piece and the cars are in one piece. I feel blessed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, so I feel, I'm so grateful I've done it. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I'll be doing that every year because I just, you know, I've got a baby and yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just feels a bit risky. Just wait till um, he turns around and says, "Dad, I want to go on this." No, this. You know, I mean, I'll do it if yeah. if it's w w you know if it's a bit more pedestrian. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and and it's more about looking at the sites rather than can we get to the yeah. next town? You know, and in, in, in possibly short term. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. 
Bradley <laughs> 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 says, Dad, I'm going backpacking and uh, yeah, I'll send you a picture. Well, that's all right. After it's happened. Yeah, that's so, all right. If you yeah. get backpacking and I want him to travel the world. And, mm. you know, that's one of my biggest passions going to, you know, I feel like I've almost been everywhere in the world where you'd want to sort of go on holiday or cool. as a trip. Um, I've got a few. I've got probably... Well, four, about four places left that I want to go. Mm. But, yeah, obviously I grew up in Asia, lived in a lot of countries out there. I think my dad lived in 25, 30 countries wow. uh, over a 30-year span. Um, and then in more recent years, I've probably I've gone more to the Caribbean, been all around the Caribbean, um, you know, done most, I've done all the edges of America, maybe not the, sort of so much the central areas and less, sense, less South America, uh, been a lot around Africa, um, so that's a big, you know, going to mm. every everywhere anyone would have a conversation about, you know what I yeah. mean? And knowing about that place, um, I find that interesting. Is there any areas yeah. that resonated with you that you particularly felt almost at home? I like a lot of it. I, I, we go to Barbados a lot just because, mm. you know, it's easy. It's easy with Freddie. Um, you know, I like the architecture. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, those kind of people who are doing the big projects and mm. they've got big businesses. A lot of those guys go there. I find that really interesting. You know, and they're in a r- more relaxed state when they're there, so yeah. you can sort of get along with them. I like that. A lot of great restaurants there. Um, you know, we're going back to Singapore, mm. um, you know, sort of in, in the spring. Um, well, s- sorry, spring 2021. I want to get a trip to Australia. And so I was born in Singapore. Uh, and so, you know, of course, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, that, I, I, I can still speak the language to some extent, okay. which, so that really interests me. Yeah. Um, uh, enjoy, you know, we went to South Africa recently, safari, that was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I suppose my heart's in Southeast Asia. Yeah. yeah. I just, um, you know, I grew up with the, the the maid and the, you know, the gardener and all yeah. that lot outside, and we just sit around the little stove, we sort of kneel down where you... You don't sit on the floor, but you sort of crouch mm. and you cook around this stove. And I, I learned, um, you know, Bahasa uh, Jawa and in, in, in sort of a, a, a version of Indonesian with, with them. And, um, you know, spent a lot of my early years there. So for me, that's, I don't know, if I just I go back there and I just get those people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. Almost humbling, very basic, but Yeah, it genuine. was. It was, yeah. Um, you know, it was just... They walked around barefoot. Mm. That's what I did for, you know, first few years. And, yeah, I went to the British school and you learn everything. Sure. You know, you learn how to speak English, you learn how to speak Indonesian and you, you follow the national curriculum. But mm. um, we lived in a great house. But then, you know, parents are out all day. The rest of the time you're with, as you call them then, the servants. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I think they have a different name now. Um, and you sort of grow up with them, you know? Sure. Yeah. So in terms of, I mean... From your own mental capacity, because, I mean, you mentioned they're obviously taking almost a few days to sort of wind down. And yeah. uh, I mean, I used to I'd go away for a week. I'd spend three days trying to wind down, a day yeah. to enjoy it, and three days looking forward to getting home. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Is that, what, what's your sort of holiday routine? Do you, do you take a while to switch off? Or? Yeah, probably like that, probably three days. I mean, this week, this time actually we had two weeks, mm. and it made a difference. Mm. So I think I'm going to do that in future. Mm. I'm going to have a good two weeks rather than... 10 days and then try and stuff everything back in again yeah. so I'm, bu- I'm booking this I always book a year ahead because for Avios and um, so yeah it does it takes me three days mm. uh, I think the Australia trip oh, I mean, 
the time difference is like 11 hours ahead or something so <laughs> i'm gonna need uh, need a bit more ahead you know a couple of bottles of melatonin to make it all right god yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting what you said about america though is it is it prescription then melatonin no i think you pretty much buy it off the shelf but i think yeah. it's the slightly uncontrolled nature of it i believe now but um yeah i've my brother-in-law works in in our works Maybe in america and, GP. Yeah, yeah yeah so they're I think it's all about loose, you know, sort of a couple, mm. couple of drops here, there, and everywhere, you know. Well, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, when it gets really bad, I take Zimavane, which mm. the GP gives me, Zopiclone. Mm. Oh, you can't take it very frequently, but that, that knocks yeah. me out and sorts me out. But, yeah. um, you know, and then I'll go through a good patch where I have two or three months and everything's mm. hunky-dory, mm. you know. How do you find your, your mental state in general? I mean, are you fairly clear? When I've or? slept and i haven't got too much on i am clear as a bell and really good yeah um and if i've gone two nights with three nights sleep i'm mm. shit for brains yeah <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you see that or does somebody else see it in you oh, i can feel it yeah i can feel it yeah mm. yeah because generally it's sort of partners or whatever more or less or yeah <laughs> so no i mean be, yeah no, i mean if i exercise obviously i need to exercise in the right. morning if i don't exercise i can be aggressive and my head's not as clear. Um, Do you exercise so, every morning, or yeah, every morning. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I if I sleep and I exercise yeah. and I don't eat a load of shit, then I am great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, I mean, what's your capacity? I mean, are you? Would you say you're fulfilled in what you're doing? Do you think you're capable of more? Yeah, I'm very or? fulfilled. Um, hey, of course, I'm, I must be capable of more. I, if I had a massive team, I suppose I could do more with the property development stuff. But that, in some ways, that just creates stress for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being able to just buy buildings and developments because they work yeah. rather than have to feed this team. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when the market or things are not right, um, I like, or the deals aren't right, I like just being able to sit on my hands. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe if I slept all the time, maybe I would achieve more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very calm to be able to to sort of take or leave it in terms of mm. you know a lot of people. I know myself almost if I'm bored, I'm dangerous. You know, mm. it's um, yeah, not bored, but yeah, you start getting yourself into all sorts of mischief and. Do well, it. I I sort of do, but yeah, I I'm I won't be pushed into deals that don't work mm. because it's just a whole waste <laughs> of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sort yeah. of see opportunities and suddenly yeah, because you've got a time to kill. That's but it. You're, yeah. You find yourself, I don't know, signed up mm. to something else that, mm. well, it could be good or good, not so yeah. much. But no, it's, um, well, I suppose, yeah, I mean, really for me, and, and it's back to the, you know, the fire in the belly, it's, it's trying to, you know, understand what your natural pulse is. Yeah. You know, I mean, how would you summarize that for you? I mean, what's your, to, to bring it into one word, I'd say, some people would say, you know, fire in the belly for them is either passion or yeah. it could be any number of things you know mm. it could be down to you know logic or achievement or desire or mm. things like that i mean is there anything that jumps out for you in terms of you know that natural fire in your belly or that sort of get up and go all the stuff i've been talking about i mm. suppose um you know because a lot of people so many it's it's you know that would ex- explain a very logical brain as well yeah. it's just that yeah it's that you know yeah. it's uh it's interesting it is know, or so. it isn't yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. that's great Mark Lesson, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. It's been uh, You're welcome. It's great. And um, yeah, we look to see you again. Yeah, indeed. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without our great guests taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon. 
and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.